0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting and welcome. This week I want to look at the arguably thorny issue of whose issue is it. Now that might sound a bit strange. I want to look at this because I know from personal experience and from working with lots and lots of families it can be very easy to think that it's our child's issue or it's our friend's issue, or it's our partner's issue, or it's our cat's issue, or you know, whoever. Somebody else's issue and not ours. And obviously sometimes that is absolutely 100% true. Other times though, it is our issue. And we need to be able to open up to that and acknowledge that and accept that. If we are always saying, it's everybody else and not me, all of the time, that's going to have an impact on how we feel about things, how we connect with others, how we treat others, how we respond to others. And also, I wonder, and this is a a general reflection, I'd I'd love your thoughts and comments on this. Um, You know, if you're listening message me, come and find me somewhere, let me know because I wonder whether if we are always as parents or adults, never taking responsibility for anything and always saying it's somebody else's fault, what kind of a role model is that being for the children around us? Are we saying to them, never take responsibility for anything, it's always somebody else's fault? And I hear a lot around this generation, um, the younger generation who are kind of grown up with a sense of entitlement. You know, they deserve everything to be given to them on a plate. And I was actually talking to somebody recently who said this about um, some teenagers they knew and even some people in their kind of young uh, earlier 20s and saying they just think everything should be given to them. They don't think they should do any work. They don't they should put any effort into it. You know, they don't have to try. And I think some people probably do. But where does that feeling come from? Where does that sense of entitlement come from? If we are never accepting that our own behaviours, and I mean this is individuals, not parent, child particularly, but if we are never accepting that sometimes the issue is us or it is our issue, then we're modelling that to those around us. So for example, if you are I'm going to take a really simple example, which I use a lot actually, um, table manners. We all understand table manners. Some of us were brought up to sit immaculate at the table, maybe you got changed for dinner, you had your shoes on, you ate with your knife and fork, you had perfect table manners in your know, mouth, always closed, eating properly, putting your knife and fork together on the plate at the end of the meal. Using a napkin, all of these things that are without a doubt very good table manners, and I'm not arguing them or questioning them. But if that's what you brought up doing, were brought up doing, that's your internal belief system. So when your child doesn't do it, or you're out for dinner with your friends and they don't do certain things you believe they should do at a table, as as good table manners, that can create friction because we believe they should be doing it the way we want them to do it but they've been brought up with a different belief system so if you're out to dinner with your best mate and they're doing it differently their belief is that their way is the right way so when we then look at that and think okay well whose issue is it well it's my issue that I don't like the way they're doing it they're not doing it intentionally it's my issue because I'm getting frustrated with the fact that I don't know they're not holding their knife correctly or something like that. And we can see that that's our issue. And I think for many of us, it's much easier to handle that when we're thinking adult to adult. But the same goes with a child. If our child is choosing to use swear language, is choosing to leave their dirty pants all over the bedroom floor, is choosing to I don't know, do whatever it is they're doing, Whose issue is it? Because they're not bothered by it. And I get, and I'm not saying we shouldn't be teaching them things. But I think sometimes we need to reflect because if we're creating animosity within the house, by trying to deal with it, we're moving away from connection. We're not staying in a place of connection. And then things are going to get worse across the board. Now, this isn't about saying don't put boundaries in because, of course, we shouldn't. Of course, we should be teaching our children how to you know, eat properly with a knife and fork, how to uh, behave in certain environments to understand that swearing might be absolutely fine and normal in front of their friends, um, but lots of other people find it offensive. We might be teaching them that, you know, uh, eating in their bedrooms and leaving crumbs all over the place is really unhygienic and unhealthy. So it's not about not putting boundaries in, but it's about saying, is this my issue? In which case, how am I going to deal with it in a way that brings around change and creates connection for my child whilst also understanding that this is my issue? This is something I find frustrating. You know, it might be they listen to a certain type of music and you don't like it or they play it too loudly. And yes, that's impacting on you 100%. But if we know whether it's something that is sitting with them, i.e. they are being really angry with you because they're angry and it's easier to take it out on you, that is their issue that we need to support them with. If they're being really angry at us because we are genuinely being very unreasonable or being very unkind or whatever it is, then we need to reflect and say, actually, some of this is down to me. Some of this issue is down to what I'm doing. And I think when we can take that step back and reflect on where is the issue coming from, it helps us to stay in a place of connection with our child. And I know for me that sometimes when I am more snappy with my child, when I am being what is arguably unreasonable, it's because the issue is mine, not my child's. And the unreasonableness is coming from me not necessarily accepting that that issue is mine and um, imposing it on him making uh, believing that maybe he is making me angry well he's not making me angry I'm making me angry I'm choosing to respond with anger and I know this might sound a little um, strange it might be an odd thing to be thinking about But when we decide where the issue comes from, we can get to the root cause of it. And this takes us back to the idea of the kind of um, the emotions iceberg. It's like an iceberg in the same way, because what we see at the top of the emotions iceberg is the anger, is the control. When we look at the issue, put what the issue is above the bit of the iceberg you can see above the waterline. And then we want to look below the waterline. Whose issue is this? Where is it really coming from? What is the source of it? And then we can start to resolve it. I really hope this is making sense um, and kind of is helping to just open the, the, the thought pathways. Because I know that when I stop and think and see something slightly differently, I can come at anything much more easily from a place of connection. Whereas when I go in there and get frustrated or think, oh, my son's not doing this or my friend's not doing that or whoever it is, and you get really frustrated, they are the issue. When actually the issue is my response to it. And, you know, I know that I've had this in, in previous work lives, with, in, in a whole load of situations in my life, where actually when I've had the time and space to reflect, the issue is definitely me. It was the way I chose to respond to something that potentially made it worse. Now, that's not to say that the thing initially was the right thing or the right choice of behaviour or the right choice of words from the other person. But my response to it hugely impacts on how that moves forward. And, yeah, that's just what I wanted to reflect on in this issue, really, of the podcast. Let's stop and think and decide where the issue comes from and whose issue is it, to help us stay in connection with ourselves, to help us stay in connection with the other person and to help us actually resolve the issue without it all going a bit wrong. Because sometimes absolutely the issue is ours. Sometimes absolutely the issue is the other person and their response to it is, you know, unhelpful or they're pushing it out. But from all of those things, we can dig down deeper and we can understand what is going on. If we take that time to take a breath and just reflect on it. And that's what I wanted to share this week. So I hope that's been helpful, been a bit thought provoking, maybe. Um, You might be thinking, Sarah, that was a lot of rubbish. And that's absolutely fine as well. Uh, Let me know. You can come find me on social media. I'm on Facebook um, as Sarah Fisher Parent Coach. Or you can find me on Twitter or Instagram as uh, Fisher Coaching um and yeah come and let me know what you think because i i love feedback i love know know what people's thoughts are and i i think we can change so much by reflecting and keeping in connection with ourselves because that helps us to stay connected with those around us whether that's our children whether that's friends whether that's family we can do all of that together so that's this week's episode um i hope that was useful as i said I just want to take a minute or so at the end. I hope you don't mind to share some of the training we've got coming up. Um, so if you are working with families in a professional capacity or you would like to move into that kind of field, maybe you're thinking, I've got loads of lived experience and I would really like to train so that I can you know, work with families in a professional capacity. Come and have a look at our level three course. It um, provides you with training in NVR, in attachment and trauma, gives you lots of support as you're starting to implement NVR and use NVR with different families over the year and gives you a level three award, uh, which is accredited by the NCFE. So you will get all the details of that on the website or the link is in the show notes as well. So yeah, if you are thinking about retraining or want to work with families or you already do, it is a fantastic qualification that will give you a really sound basis for doing that and to move into that kind of area. And then for parents, we have got There's obviously the Connected Parenting Hub, and we've got so much training coming up in there, EMDR workshops, EFT relaxation workshops, sessions with our um, OT, lots of stuff happening. And we've also got our very um, popular eight-week foundation course for parents starting in November. There's only a few spaces left on that. So if you want to come and join us, again, the details are on the website. Have a look at that, and we would love to have you join us. So that is all for this week. Um, We've got some other brilliant podcast episodes coming up. But if you've got something in particular you would like me to look at or someone you want me to talk to, let me know. Um, I always love hearing your thoughts and feedback. So that's all. I will see you next week. Bye.